And that is true, what you're saying about the fact that for more colloquial or everyday communication, phrasal verbs are essential. There is no need to be afraid of them, just embrace them, accept them. When it comes to phrasal verbs, guys, you gotta be living your English already, okay? Oh yeah, citizens of the world, this is Thiago from Real Life English, where every single week it is our mission to help you speak confident, natural English, connect to the world, and actually use your English as the doorway to living your greatest life. I'm joining the Global Studio today by the one and only Xenia. Hey Xenia, how's it going? Hey, hello Thiago. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. What about you? What have you been up to? Well, you know, actually, today I'm a little bit heartbroken, regretful, and maybe even a little bit guilty, oh, wow. feeling guilty, because we lost our kitten. Oh, no. And I feel like it's my fault. One warm and sunny afternoon, we're going back home with Mira, and we were going down the street, and actually, that day, we decided to go off the track, stopped uh, by this abandoned house where we saw two kittens playing with each other, like chasing each other. And Mira stopped and like said, mom, oh, look how cute they are. Like, like, could we take one home? And she just would, you know, she went on and on begging me to take one. Uh, I gave up. She was, you know, <laughs> super happy. Uh, she was looking and those kittens, like red one, gray one, red one, gray one. So she goes with the gray <laughs> one. He really had those big ears, you know, so we called him big ears. Uh, in Ukrainian, it's fukhastik. <laughs> then, like, we come back home, happily living with this new member of our family. But one evening, I was working in my kitchen, and the kitten would just go crazy, starts, you know, running all over the room. And I just gave him a chance to go outside, burn off some energy, you know. So I opened the door, uh -huh. I let him out. He goes outside. I close the door and, you know, and he never comes back. Oh, my. I don't know what happened. Maybe he panicked. You, you, you know, we have this neighbor's dog. She's really loud. Maybe she scared him away. But, yeah, then we... Um, went outside with their flashlights because it was already dark when we realized that, oh, kitten got lost. But he vanished and we could never find him again. Oh, sorry to hear that. Because, you know, usually cats tend to come back, don't they? Yeah, but he's really little little kitten. And I just really hope that he, you know, went on his unplanned adv adventure and someone just picked him up on the street and now he's taking care of him because it's really, really cold outside. Oh, yeah, hopefully that's what happened. Yeah. Ksenia, as you were sharing this heartbroken or heartbreaking story with us about the kitten, you said a couple of nice expressions there. First of all, you said that you went off track and you found these kittens. What does it mean when you go off track? Uh, it's just like we changed the route. Imagine you usually use this one road uh, from the bus station to get to your home. But when you change the road... Or maybe you got lost, you were in a foreign city, so you get off the track. Mm, you deviate, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you said that Mira was going on and on about taking, well, at least a cat, home. What does it mean when a person goes on and on about something? Yeah, this phrase is actually um, good to use 
when you're talking about someone, some person who's like, you know, uh, talking and talking about something or keeps like complaining about something or like in my case, keeps asking, begging for, oh, please, mommy, mommy. So it's like, go on and on. Uh-huh. Right. It reminds me of my son a bit when he's playing video games, you know. Sometimes uh, it's late at night already and I tell him to stop playing, to go to bed. And then he goes on and on about, oh, just 10 more minutes, please. Oh, 15 more minutes, please, you know. And then, you know, I, I'm usually a softie. Yeah? So I go, okay, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, 10 more minutes. And then you're done. <laughs> uh, and then you, you said that Mira finally went for or went with the gray cat. What does it mean when you, when you go for something in that case? Yeah, it's like choosing between, like, uh, imagine you're sitting at a cafe and uh, the waiter is asking you what kind of dessert you want, right? And like, you're checking the menu and says, okay, I'll go with cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, even though that is a sad story indeed, um, I could identify these really nice expressions here that we were just describing and explaining. And funny enough, all of them happen to be phrasal verbs, with the word go, right? We have go off track and to go on and on about something and to go for something, phrasal verbs, yeah. right? Would you say that phrasal verbs are perhaps the greatest nightmare or <laughs> one of the greatest nightmares of learners, English learners, Ksenia? They have this bad rap about themselves, right? That they are nightmare, but actually that shouldn't be so. It's just like if you go a little bit deeper into the linguistics, you will know that phrasal verb is just, uh, you know, a feature of Germanic languages. And it's like, it's almost the same as a compound word. So it just like happens to be like two parts. In fact, phrasal verbs in English, because they are of Germanic origin and English is a Germanic language, they are much older than their one-word counterparts or equivalents. So we know that very often there are synonyms, yeah? And if there is a one word, for example, enter, there is an equivalent to go in, right? Go in is a phrasal verb, and the root goes to the old English language. But enter is a borrowing from, I don't know, Latin, from Latin or French, because usually all those borrowings, they are from Romance languages, from French or Latin, and they happen to be more formal than the colloquial phrasal verbs. That's why in daily conversation, we would really find so many phrasal verbs used by the natives. That is really interesting, background history. So I think we can actually keep it rolling in this episode, Xenia, and give the listeners more examples of phrasal verbs specifically with the verb go. We, we have already started with some, so let's keep it going. Uh, before that, though, just a reminder for you guys listening out there, make sure you download the Real Life English app and listen to this episode there because we're going to be giving you a lot of phrasal verbs today. And with the app, you get to have the digital transcript of the episode to follow along. And we even give you some flashcards for you to memorize these expressions even faster. So make sure you listen to this week's episode on the Real Life app, all right? Download it there. So what is the first phrasal verb with go that you have to share with us today? So uh, probably most of our listeners, viewers know this phrasal verb, go up. You can imagine you are go up the stairs. But this phrasal verb also has another meaning. Uh, it means to increase in 
quality or in value. So, for example, we can use it when talking about uh, prices. So, let's say the prices of the houses in this neighborhood has gone up recently, mm. right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Or when you are working out, let's say, your heart rate may go up, yeah? Start beating faster. Well, taking from that, we can also think about the opposite, to go down. Mm -hmm. So to go down is to decrease or fall in value or quantity. So let's say the temperature is going down tonight or the temperature is going down in my city. Yeah, you see, it's decreasing or falling. Or the stock market went down sharply. Sharply means significantly, by the way. So when something goes down sharply, the number in this case reduces significantly. I really liked the phrase. I think we learned it at the university or something, but there is this phrase to go down in history. Do you know what that means? I believe I do, but do explain. <laughs> okay, thank you. So to go down in history is to be recorded or to be remembered in history. So you can say that July 2023 will go down in history as the hottest ever. Mm, yeah, that could be a little nice addition there, a bonus expression, right? Cool. Um, another example that I can think of is to talk about someone. Let's say he will go down in history as one of the worst football players ever <laughs> because, you know, his performance was just terrible in that game. Yeah. Okay, mm, so right now it's the fall season in Ukraine and many kids in schools uh, start catching some viruses. So there is a mm. phrasal verb to talk about that. So half of the class went down with the flu. So it means that they caught the flu. Yeah, they got sick to go down with something, to go down with some virus, mm -hmm. for example. That actually happened to me and my family recently, to be specific, last week. I don't know if you guys can hear my voice, but my voice is not 100% today because I am recovering from a cold, I guess, that we all caught here. It started with my son. So to use the phrasal verb, my son went down with a cold first. And then my wife caught it, and then I caught it. Even my, my daughter, mm -hmm. yeah, my toddler, she was a little bit sick as well. So it was a beautiful collective, you know, <laughs> thing that we got together as a family. And now everybody gets, everybody sick, together. gets sick together. <laughs> but we are recovering now. We are much better. That's good. Yeah. But that's a good meaning, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we can also use that in a more uh, literal sense, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. We st we're starting... Uh, explaining the phrasal verbs with go up when like you are going up something yeah, above. So imagine again when you go down. So you can imagine a ship. So to go down means to sink. And if you remember that sad story about the Titanic, uh, so the Titanic went down with uh, around 1,500 people on board. We can also use that more figuratively as well, mm -hmm. which means to be defeated. It reminds me of this 80s movie with Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. It's a cop 80s movie that I love called Tango and Cash from 89 to be specific. Yeah? And uh, there is this line, this scene where, um, uh, you know, the, the main characters are um, set up and uh, the guy who sets them up tells them, you're going down for this. In that case, it's like, oh, you're going to be destroyed or your reputation is going to be destroyed. You're going to go to jail. Your life is going to be hard. So it also has more of this figurative meaning. 
you're going down for this. Oh, I just remembered another movie also from Stallone, Rocky, Rocky Balboa, the boxer, you know? And uh, I think it's Rocky one or two, he fights Apollo, and Apollo tells him in the ring, you're going down. You're going down. In that case, it's literally, right? I mean, I'm gonna knock you out, but also you're gonna be defeated or destroyed by me, you know? So yeah, it could be more literal or figurative, right? Okay, Tiago, so should we go on? Yeah, absolutely. I'm enjoying these uh, go phrasal verbs. Yeah, let's do it. And yeah, there is the next phrasal verb, go on. You know, uh, this sentence, the earlier sentence we gave as an example that about the Titanic reminded me of this song, uh, My Heart My Heart Will Go On by oh, Celine yeah. Dion <laughs> from this very movie. <laughs> go on. So go on. Uh, means here like to continue she says that my heart will continue to beat I will you know mm. continue to live yeah yeah maybe uh, it was about Leonardo DiCaprio oh my heart will go on without you my love something like that right it's supposed <laughs> to be a romantic song right so yeah that's a good one yeah, yeah? to continue right uh, it reminds me mm -hmm. also of that Queen's classic the show must go on right show must go the show must go yeah. on, you know? In that case, <laughs> <laughs> the show yeah, must yeah. <laughs> continue. Guys, again, just a quick reminder, download the Real Life English app because as you can see, we are explaining lots of cool vocabulary today, many phrasal verbs, and with the app, you can improve the vocabulary really fast because we use cutting edge technology based on space repetition. We give you flashcards for you to memorize the words you learned from the episodes much quicker, and it doesn't stop there. You can listen to the podcast episodes with digital transcripts, and you can even talk to people around the world for four minutes or eight minutes to practice your speaking skills. Isn't that awesome? And the app is free to download and try, so make sure you download it, give it a try, because I'm sure you will love it. As a matter of fact, we have a great shout-out to give to one of our app users. Xena, could you do the honors and read that one for us? Of course, I'll be happy to. So let's see. The shout-out today comes from Lawrence Talley, and they write... This app is the best. You can talk to anyone that's also practicing English language. It's just so fun to have someone to talk in an English conversation. Overall, I highly recommend this app, especially to those uh, who want to improve their English speaking, or maybe you're good at speaking in English. You can practice your English conversation in this app. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for the wonderful shout out and review. And again, make sure you do just like this user and download the app. All right, Xenia, so let's go on with our phrasal verbs with go. The next one we have here on the list is go off. When something goes off, you can think about it as exploding or detonating, like a bomb or uh, fireworks, for example. So you see that a lot in action movies, for example, you know, uh, there's a bomb and the hero has to uh, disarm that bomb and people say, oh no, uh, quick, quick, fast, the bomb is going to go off anytime soon. Yeah, so the bomb is going to explode. Also, when talking about an alarm clock on your phone, for example, it means to start ringing. So I can say, my alarm clock goes off every day at 6 a.m. You see? It rings. It starts playing. I think there is one more meaning with go off. Mm. Uh, it's like 
when talking about food, when you open the fridge oh, and yeah. you check the expiration date, right? So you may say that, oh my God, our milk went off, right? Like go off is just to spoil, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Usually you, you open it and you smell it like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. this is off. This has gone off. Yeah, so we better throw it away. Tiago, I want to go to the next phrasal verb now. And just to remind you, I used it in my story. I told you that the kittens were playing and chasing each other. So another way to say to chase is to go after. So I, I could say kittens went after each other. Right? So mm. to go after is to pursue or to chase someone. It's usually also like you love movies, like series. Just recently, you've mentioned some, uh, yeah, criminal story, something, <laughs> the movie about that. And so it's usually the policemen chase the criminals, right? So they go after criminals. Good one. Another one would be uh, to try to achieve something. So again, it's close to the literal meaning to chase, but in this case, it would be more figurative, like you're trying to go after your dreams, mm. you pursue your dreams, mm. right? So for example, she decided to go after her dream and become a professional musician, mm. right? So to go after in this sense means to pursue, to want to achieve something. And a little bit of unexpected meaning uh, for the phrasal verb to go after is to criticize. So imagine when there is an interview and the journalists, they just try to go after a corrupted politician and asking uncomfortable questions. So to go after uh, means to criticize uh, and sometimes even like, you know, to uh, show you like aggression or really be pushy. It's not that you mentioned that because it's a nice little third nuance that we have there yeah um a great phrasal verb we have here as well is go over so when you go over something you review it or you discuss it in more detail maybe you explain it it's a really useful phrasal verb especially in the context of work you know or even school so for example imagine you are at work having a meeting with your colleague and you can say okay let's go over the details of the plan one more time or let's go over this project one more time. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. talk about it. Let's review it. Let's discuss it. Tiago, let me go over my list of phrasal verbs to know <laughs> what to <laughs> to know what to bring next. You know, just a little just a little parenthesis there. I gotta mention uh, this reminds me of when I'm teaching a class and uh, sometimes uh, a student uh, uses the vocabulary we are we are actually using in that class. You know, the new vocabulary we are working mm -hmm. with and the person is learning there. I love it when the student in the same class, in the same conversation, the, the person makes this effort to use the vocab mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we are working on, just like we are trying to do here, yeah? Like, oh, let, let's go over the, the, the list or let's go on, right? And mm -hmm. that's a great tip we can give you guys out there. Use the vocabulary you are exposed to, the new vocab, as soon as you can. As soon as you learn it, as soon as somebody explains it to you, you see it in a video or in a podcast, try to use it as soon as possible. That's a very good piece of advice to our viewers. I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> and to agree with someone, <laughs> you can say, when you agree with someone, you can say uh, that you go along with someone's 
words or with someone's suggestion. So let's say a colleague of yours suggests you something related to work, how you can, hey, Tiago, adjust these settings of your camera. And you may say like, yeah, let, I, I will go along with uh, your suggestion. Nice. So I will go along with your suggestion means I agree with what you're saying. I'm going to do what you're saying, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's right. And another one I wanted to bring today is go well with something. So if you are choosing uh, the outfit, you can say that this dress goes really well with these shoes. So again, it's a little bit of, about agreement, uh, right? That dress agrees with those <laughs> shoes, like they uh, match together. They go well with each other, right? I find it fascinating mm -hmm. that just by changing the preposition, off, on, in, at, after the verb, the meaning changes completely, right? And mm -hmm. also depending on the situation, the context you are using a certain phrasal verb in, the meaning can also slightly change. This is fascinating. Context is the key, Tiago. Yes. I, all, I, you know, um, I see it over and over again when I'm reading. And for example, when I come across some unknown word, I don't go and look it up right away because like the context gives you this opportunity to guess the word. So that would be another good piece of advice to our viewers. If you uh, don't know the meaning of this exact phrasal verb, first try to guess. Maybe you remember the literal meaning of it. Try to draw some parallels, you know. Cool. So we can say that context is king. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. Nice. So, Xena, now is the perfect moment, I guess, for us to answer a question of the day from one of our viewers here on YouTube. And this is an interesting question because, uh, check it out. Laura3619 mm -hmm. says, excellent topic. Could you guys talk about how to get a positive mindset as a non-native, please. I think it's a really fitting question because both of us, Ksenia, are non-native speakers of English. Mm -hmm. You are Ukrainian, I am Brazilian. So what would you recommend Laura here in this case? Mm, positive mindset. I know, it's just like, like, like I just uh, said, like always try to give yourself a chance, believe in yourself. It's like, don't see mistakes as failures see mistakes as an opportunity to learn something new, right? I, I think this simple uh, shift of this approach to the mistakes already boosts your confidence a lot. I would also say, uh, be patient, Laura. Be patient and trust the process. Uh, learning English and learning it well is a process. It takes time, so enjoy the process and be patient because the more time passes, the more you will improve, all right? So that's what I would say, all right? And then if you combine these two things we are telling you, you're going to be, I guess, developing more of this positive mindset as a non-native English speaker and learner. Xena, do you have any final words about today's episode, about phrasal verbs with go or phrasal verbs in general? Any final piece of advice you want to give? I would just want to remind our viewers and listeners that... Language is not something you learn like a system, like the numbers and words and try to glue them somehow in a sentence. No, it's just like it's a tool for communication. It's something you learn to communicate. And 
please don't hate phrasal verbs because they like none other uh, words, <laughs> not other pieces of this language, the elements of the language, they will help you to be more confident because usually they are used in conversations and when you start speaking, even start small conversations on our app, for example, and use those phrasal verbs, you can hear that you start sounding more natural and it will add confidence and you will feel better. So there is no need to be afraid of them. Just embrace them, accept them. Maybe you're a little bit nerd like me and you would want to dig deeper into the history of the language. Believe me, I haven't told you everything I've researched. It's really fascinating to learn about those borrowings and old English words. So maybe that would be a spark for you to learn more about phrasal verbs and to start loving them and using them. I would also close by saying that when it comes to phrasal verbs, guys, you got to be living your English already, okay? So part of our methodology here at Real Life English, the, the Real Life Way, a key component of that is called live it because we truly believe that living your English is crucial. Why? Because the more content in English you consume every day, the more videos you watch, texts you read, podcasts you listen to, the more you will see phrasal verbs being used in various, various situations. So if you're not living your English every day yet, make sure you do that. That's my final recommendation because the more you do that, the more you will come across how phrasal verbs are used in different ways, all right? I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and these phrasal verbs. Make sure you uh, review all these expressions we taught you today and maybe pick two or three that you liked best and try to incorporate them in your own vocabulary. Try to use them as soon as possible. Go to the app, have a conversation there with someone, and start using these two or three phrasal verbs that you selected from today's episode. Guys, thank you so much for watching or listening. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, a free way to support us is by leaving us a five-star review. And if you are watching us here on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and keep following the channel in order not to miss a single new episode. And remember, guys, no matter what divides us, that which unites us is far greater. It's been a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed going over uh, <laughs> <laughs> these phrasal verbs with you today and looking forward to the next one. Yeah, the same here. Thank you. Thank you, Thiago. It was a wonderful conversation. One, two, three. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. 
Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.